Clermont Northeastern District Download. Thanks for checking out Season 3 of the District Download. I'm TJ Dorsey, Dean of Students, and this year we'll be sitting down with principals more often talking about what's happening in the buildings as well as uh, staff members and teachers throughout the district hearing great things that are happening, getting updates, and learning a little bit about these grants that we have going on. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. All right, I'm over here at the uh, middle school today talking with uh, Mrs. Porter. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Staff member of the month again. <laughs> right? It's getting it's like old hat for you. <laughs> I enjoy being a part of this team. So yeah. that's all that. Well, you can tell they enjoy having you being a part of it. So <laughs> Thank you. So I know we've asked a lot of questions about you already, but um, let's just talk a little bit off the start. Your big focus um, with the literacy grant is the family engagement stuff, right? Yes. So how's it going? Um, I think it's going well overall. I love that um, this grant has given us an opportunity to really uh, focus on our family engagement and how we can improve that across the district. But specifically here at the middle school, um, we continue to look at the feedback from our parents also and tweak how we're doing things to improve it so we can reach as many parents and community members as we can. So how do you guys get feedback? So you have, what kind of events have you had in the last couple months or? So overall this year we've done the open house a little differently and we've had our student-led conferences as well as a, a survey that went out. It was called an interactive homework with parents, uh, which is where we got a lot of feedback on our survey through that um, homework assignment. And then every week we send out tips that go through all of our social media avenues. So student-led conferences. Mm -hmm. For someone who doesn't know, what is it? How does it? How does a student lead their own conference? Okay, so we have a template that every student in the building completes. Uh, this includes information from um, how they're doing with their academics in all content areas, as well as their behavior and uh, overall map which is a program that we use to see how much our students are growing throughout the year. Um, and then the students take these and their parents are looking at the slides with them and um, asking questions and being interactive with how they're doing in their classes. So it is a true ownership event then, right? Like this is where I am. Yes. What was the feedback from the parents? Um, overall, the parents really enjoyed this, um, but however, we found that not as many people were engaged in this activity as we were hoping. We had around 60 uh, responses to the survey, where we have over 300, 300 students in our building. So mm -hmm. we're looking to amp that up a little bit differently for our winter conferences. Um, overall, we still want to continue having our students be the leaders in this event. Um, but we're going to make the slides a lot shorter and be more specific as far as how they're doing with their growth and their overall goals to continue to improve. So. It's really hard. I think you, you say 60 responses, but you know, trying to get families in to do a family engagement event, period, and then parent-teacher conferences on top of it, combining the two to make them totally different, like, I think that's like this big challenge for districts to say, like, how do I get you here because this FaceTime with you and your kid or this event is so important. Yes. But it just seems to be like this eternal struggle. Yes, and I feel like um, the virtual component has really helped us gain um, some access to some new families who are working during these times or 
um, maybe just needing another avenue to find us um, versus being in the building. Um, however, we're still just, we would love to have more um, families involved and we, we love feedback. So if you have ideas, of course, bring them to us so that we can incorporate that into our plan. It does. I mean, and I think that's what's crazy. We tried doing one the other week when with the high school family engagement and we had one family sign up. So we switched it and made it the whole thing a podcast that people could digest over time because it is hard. It's yeah. hard to find ways to, to get up here. And as a parent, I mean, you know, it's hard to, at the end of the day to say, everybody back in the car, we're going back up to the building. Right. Yeah. So once everybody's home, they kind of stay home and that's okay. Um, you know, there's not just work related events that kind of keep people um, out of the school building sometimes, but ac ac um, different activities as far as dance or um, basketball or whatever that might take Those them extracurriculars into really extracurriculars really kind of fill up the evening. They so, do, don't yeah. they? <laughs> I know I just got my daughter into basketball and it's like a 3.30 practice. I'm like, that's that's hustling. Like, we've got to be moving to do something like that. Yeah. So it is crazy. And I think, like, you guys also have these family engagement tips. So finding new ways to connect with families is what we all learned about family engagement was it doesn't have to be a parent showing up cutting out figurines or grading papers right. or reading the kids. It really is how do, how do I connect or how do I help you understand the information that maybe you need to or or maybe you're looking for as a parent. Absolutely, and we have a lot of great things happening here at the middle school um, to really kind of help our students recover from the COVID <laughs> pandemic that we're going through as far, especially in the area of math. So I know that a lot of the tips lately have been geared around math and how we're really trying to help our students recover with those skills, those skill gaps. So. Um, keep an eye out for those. There's another one this week that'll be all around our Math Fact initiative that we started um, last week. So. so you still have other things built into the school day you're trying to, to incorporate into some home activities with parents. Yes. So it's not just, don't just make sure your kid does the homework. We're trying to get people involved in the homework also. Absolutely. It is uh, really cool to see that stuff happening because, you know, we kind of learned the same thing as staff. Like, one big PD doesn't make you a better teacher. You really do need like these smaller micro refreshers or whatever you want to call those. So if you guys find ways to tie in a learning component for parents or a learning opportunity uh, for a whole family, mm -hmm. you've done something that's bigger than having nobody show up to a family engagement or a teacher conference night. Right, just having a little tidbit to say, oh, I could think about that a little different, or I could put this into, you know, while I'm cooking dinner, I can talk to my student about X, Y, and Z. So, um, and any way that we can, you know, include everybody in this um, kind of hug around our students to help them find that success long-term. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's really cool that you guys are trying to put that stuff out there. What are the things you guys feel like you're, uh, working towards the family engagement or even the literacy grant in general? So we have one more um, idea that's really still in the works, um, but we would love to incorporate like a career day where we're giving students information about the military, college, Live Oaks, career paths, um, and bring people in from the community who um, have these experiences um, and talk about how um, even people from CNE have made these great successful lives out of um, the education that they have received here at CNE. Um, but there's more to come on that one. We're still in the um, drafting stages of that event. So There are some really phenomenal business 
um, people in this community, uh, really successful doctors, lawyers. Mm -hmm. It's really something I think we can celebrate more often yes. um, and really shed a lot more light onto. And maybe that's, it's hard. I mean, everyone wears so many hats, but it really would be a really cool endeavor as a district to kind of start digging into that history and seeing who those people are and letting them share their stories with kids who lived on the same road as they did when they were growing mm -hmm. up. Absolutely, and what a special place CME is. So I'm happy to be a part of it and hopefully um, through this initiative or through these initiatives with family engagement, I get to know even more people than I already get to experience their great their greatness every day. So, so what we can even do is, um, I can put your email address in the bottom of this uh, podcast. Great. So if anybody who's listening uh, either knows some of those people or are those people, and would like to volunteer for this event whenever it comes up, maybe that's a good way to get some information out to them. That would be outstanding, um, yes. So I'll go ahead, like I said, I'll put your email address at the bottom of the, uh, the podcast episode so people can see that information, and it'd be a great way to connect with people. We recently connected with a, an alumni who um, has a phenomenal story that hopefully we'll eventually tell, either on the podcast or, um, or at some opportunity, um, but it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing some of the things that you find out it's just not something I think as you're just used to looking for everywhere you go, but there are some incredible people yeah. out there. We would love to hear your stories, and I know our students would love to learn from you as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing some of those mm -hmm. stories, absolutely. So right. is there anything coming up? I mean, we've, it's crazy to think that quarter one is down and we are two or three weeks into second quarter. Yeah. Um, gosh, we're three weeks away from Thanksgiving. Yeah. Things are rolling. Do you guys have anything planned before the end of this quarter? Um, we are doing another math boot camp um, the week before Thanksgiving, um, which is in the works. Um, What's a math boot camp? So we have um, an instructional strategies class <clears throat> every morning that covers 66 minutes of time. Um, and these are directly related to areas where our map assessments are showing us that our students need a continued um, gap closing growth. Um, so some go to math, some go to reading, um, things like Language Live, Read 180, <clears throat> to really hit on these skills. Um, but for a week of time, we're going to be focusing on specific math skills that the math teachers and other teachers in the building have noticed that students are really needing because we missed it or we just need some refreshing after being um, learning online and things that are just we need our students to make sure that they are ready for the content in their regular math classes. So, and so like you talk about math, or you talk about any of the other types of assessments, the biggest picture is like this building, and for parents who might not know it, as a district, the, the overall goal has been to say, what information or data can we get from the things our kids are doing, and then say, if it's not where they need to be, what are the best ways and most efficient ways to get them there, right? Yes. And so this boot camp is a way to say, this group of kids is struggling on this particular topic, so they even break out into that, that smaller area and go after it and really focus on that one skill. Yes. Which is all you could ask for as a, as a student mm -hmm. or a parent is trying to find a way to get that information into the right hands and work on it. Yes, and um, the last one we did was a couple weeks ago, and we did fractions, decimals, and fractions, and fractions was a major one, decimals and place value. So a lot of skills that um, all students can benefit from, even if they do understand that concept, having that refresher is very helpful. What so. are some things parents could do at home for that kind of stuff? Is it really 
sitting down and doing legitimate problems or is it like life skill sets that they can put in place or just like well um, that's a, actually a really great point I'm sure we could put some things together too to be sending home um, but a major thing that can help as far as overall success for students is we have a program called Alex that is designed to help a student directly where they are and it individualizes their math instruction to help them improve their overall school or score. So the more Alex they do, the better their growth trajectory looks um, throughout the school year. And so you guys have seen that, so you like you actually have good examples of yes, it. And a stuff? direct correlation to their math growth scores. They don't have to be at school to do it. So they can do it anywhere. They can do it anywhere. So if Johnny says he's bored, or you know my son's like I'm bored, I can mm -hmm. say it's time to hop on Alex and get some stuff done. Yes, and teachers require 15 topics a week already um, however you can go far beyond that 15 topics and uh, like I said the more you do the better off your growth um, your growth your growth trajectory um, well you'll see it in the map scores mm -hmm. so jumping 10 points which is astronomical I mean three points is what you're hoping for on a map assessment growth but we've and seen 10 12 20 from points kids, and you can say back mm -hmm. this is a direct result of us working with Alex absolutely that is awesome yeah well, I know you got to get going. you got another group of kiddos to get to. I really appreciate you taking some time with us, um, talking about family engagement. Thank you for all the work you do. It doesn't go unnoticed. People realize that you're a rock star, and so keep up the work, um, making everybody here proud. And really, I think it's, it's making a big difference for the kids, so we appreciate it. Great. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. Make sure it's okay. Can you hear me? Check, check. See if yours works. Does my work? Check, check. I feel like it must be feedback in that somewhere. Hello? Try yours real quick again. Hello? Okay, there it goes. Gil? Okay. All right, just remember we can always delete anything if we need to or whatever. Okay, sounds good. Okay, I'm over here at the middle school, uh, talking with Mrs. Collier. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Hey, good. staff member of the month. Yes. Still rolling with the literacy plan. Just kind of give me an update on like your um, interpretation of how you think the year is going so far and like what's going on over here. I think the year's going great. It's really nice to have a, a good routine going just as a, a teacher with our students this year and a sense of normalcy and feeling like um, we're accomplishing a lot. and hanging out with our students so it's it's great to be back with and them. it's flying right I and mean, it's it, going so fast yes I think last year there's so much uncertainty but now it's like we are in the middle of November almost next Absolutely. week and it's like we're rocking and rolling and yep so with the literacy grant in particular like what are some things I know we're what two years in mm -hmm. is that right two four yes. years yes so what does that mean from the standpoint of like implementing some of the things and then mm -hmm. if now that some of the training is over, what does it look like, I guess? Yeah, I think one of our most exciting components that we've been working on that we've started to implement this year are literacy walkthroughs with lab classrooms so that teachers have the opportunity to go observe other teachers and really reflect upon literacy strategies that we're all using as a building um, and just have collegial conversations about those strategies. And they're truly conversations about like, wow, I saw what you did today, that was super awesome. Can you tell me more about that strategy and how you use it? Um, what brought that about today? Um, and even thinking about how to extend those types of instruction and in, in learning. So we even have feedback and conversations in that regards. So it really has turned like your, like your building itself into its own uh, 
classroom, like a classroom for other teachers almost. So Absolutely. getting feedback. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I guess that's really what the goal of having TBTs initially was about is extending best practice type conversations or things that are working. And right. now we're able to, the grant even kind of accelerated some of that or made it more clear. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's a big component of that. In addition to that, um, the, the conversations are not really, they're not evaluatory. They're more really just these collegial conversations and this back and forth. And so we can even look at common things we're doing as uh, a middle school team, but then also reflect on that and look at the areas that we can improve upon for our students too in the, in the area of literacy. Which is crazy, and you, and you say the word evaluatory, so this is not something that goes in someone's file and says this is no. what this is. This right. is like, hey, I noticed this thing and this made me wonder this and here's yep. where I think it might lead to. And exactly. So there's really no pressure, it's just nope. getting better at practice, the practice of teaching. Yep, and every teacher in the building gets to observe other teachers this year. So everyone gets to be a part of that process and a part of that um, conversation. What was it like opening your room up the first time? I, I think the I, I think there's a culture here of knowing that when people are in your classroom, the purpose of that is to uh, learn and grow from each other. So that does exist. However, um, we've had to tweak and do things along the way because I think the first time there were a lot of people in our classrooms coming in at the same time. So we even talked about how we could make it a little less intimidating for teachers and students. All those students are like, yeah, the, all my teachers are here. This is all awesome. My favorite so people all my favorite room. people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I think it's cool that you, th you get past that, either the nervous piece of it mm -hmm. or the, um, I guess just the that initial idea of, mm -hmm. of being observed because sometimes right. I think there's more of a myth of people working in silos than it than it really is because right. people have conversations at lunch or yes. here's what I was doing and here's what didn't go well and people want feedback and want to know Absolutely. how I can get better so I think that that is more of a myth than than it is reality that everyone's working in a silo and I'm just going to close my door I think right. that's old school mm -hmm. and we're beyond that anyways but it is neat to see like. Mm -hmm. You guys are, it's an actual real practice. It's, it's right. down on paper, it's a real process you're going through and people it's, are learning from each other. And it's useful, I mean it really truly is. As a teacher that feedback from other teachers who are good at their craft is invaluable. I mean that's amazing, that's great stuff. What are some things that people have brought like to your attention through it or what are some things that you feel like you've changed that mm -hmm. you've done since you've been a part of this so process. So actually as, a, as a, a follow up piece to it, we had some um, professional development from Rachel Daniels, uh, who is a literacy coach from the state. And as, because we've all been a part of that literacy walkthrough process, some of the things that we had noticed in our literacy walkthroughs, she emphasized as being really strong literacy strategies. And we started to think about our walkthroughs in combination with what she was discussing that day and identified maybe a couple of areas that we as an entire building want to improve upon, including um, discourse and allowing students opportunities to collaborate and talk more in our classrooms, and um, focusing on morphemes as well as a building. So those are things that uh, are directly a result of our literacy walkthrough in combination with our professional de development with Rachel Daniels. So really some aha moments yeah. for people to be like, almost everyone as a whole is saying like, this is. This is interesting, we're on the same path here, and if you're mm -hmm. not on the same path we are, this is something we need to start getting closer to doing. Yep. And then tell me, because I don't know, what's a morphine? <laughs> so this would be the uh, parts of a word that actually help to um, 
predict what the meaning of the word is. So they help us. For example, the morpheme ben means good. So if you have ben inside of a word that you know that a part of the meaning of the word is going to mean something good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it really brings context to the it sentence, does. right? It does. That's crazy. And I think that's neat that like the kids are understanding that you guys are talking about it more yeah because it, it does help it does help kind of bring all of this to the point where the next step is is being able to do that in a career or do the, that yeah. kind of understanding well, literacy that way one of my favorite components of the whole literacy walkthrough in our next step actually is empowering our students to also become literacy experts in our building so as a building um, leadership literacy team we're creating a uh, process to train our students to actually go into multiple teachers' classrooms and fill out their literacy walkthrough form and have follow-up discussions with those teachers on the strategies that they've seen in their classroom and present the data that they found in our TBTs as well. So that's actually, for me, the most exciting part is to see our students really own that learning and own that piece Some of Some real literacy. product development, yeah. right? And the yeah. students are the product, so you're really going to get down yes. to it and see a teacher might think what you're doing is great, but if you get it from a student, like that was, that yes. was yawn worthy. It doesn't matter what the content was, I right, guess. Right, right, exactly. Wow. So um, you were talking about a BLLT, right? Yes. So yes. not a sandwich. Nope. What's a BLLT? <laughs> so that is our Building Leadership Literacy Team. So it's uh, made up of our principals. Ms. Nazarene and Mr. Boothby, as well as some um, people who are specific to literacy in our building. So Jen Habig, who is our literacy specialist, and then we have a couple of ELA teachers, including Mr. Goins, Ms. Thompson on our BLLT team, and Ms. Porter, who um, is an intervention specialist, but she is also our family engagement person, so she ties that literacy piece together with our family engagement. And so we meet monthly and we um, check on things not only, we also meet with our representative from the state and we do make sure that we're in compliance with our grant during those meetings, but then we are also focusing on those different initiatives that have resulted or that we've been able to push forward with the grant and develop. So it's really another whole group of people who can give feedback and yep. and kind of look towards the future and figure yes. out where, what, what I guess what the end game is for the grant, which That's is exactly right. really turning the district, because every building has the same grant, right? Yes. So it's really turning the district into model sites for other for school others, districts. Yeah. Not even, like right now you guys are working on being a model classroom for other classrooms in the building. Right. In future it'll be for other random districts people be showing around the up. state of Ohio to come see what we're doing. Isn't that wild to think like, Yeah. I mean I know that in our strategic plan we use the word destination, but to think that you have a K-12 grant, mm -hmm. well it's three separate grants but it, it spans K-12 all of them, that at the end of all of this it really will legitimately become a destination for people to come to, um, hopefully for community um, families, homes, stuff like that, but then we're talking about other educators right. that will be on the cutting edge of all of that combined is kind of what that means for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Gosh, and it's hard to believe that that kind of grant puts that trajectory in play. Yeah, it definitely helped us to uh, refine what we were doing and to push forward some of those literacy initiatives that we know are important for our students. So, yep. Which is great. And so, 
So what's next? I mean, I know it's we're what three weeks away from Thanksgiving, but yeah. do you guys have anything going on big between now and, and Christmas break or Thanksgiving or what's going on? So between now and Thanksgiving and Christmas break is when we are working on actually helping to develop and empower our student literacy uh, pros in our building. And so we'll be working with um, Mrs. Habig's Extend IS class to develop our literacy experts and do some training with that. And our goal is to have them do their first walkthrough the next round. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So we need to get some of the kids on the podcast then they, and talk to them yeah, about it. Yeah, that would be amazing. You that think they want to awesome. join us? Yes. So yes. maybe after, and you guys are going to do that before, would you say, is it going to be before yeah, Christmas break? Yes, before Christmas break, we'll have them do their, their first So maybe round. right before Christmas break, we'll do another mm -hmm. podcast and get an update from the literacy and have, let's get the kids yes. in here and talk to them about how this has really changed the way that they've learned mm -hmm. um, or talk about literacy and, and talk about um, all of those components and see how it, it impacts their life. That would be amazing. So, yep. well, I know you got to get going. I really appreciate all the information. It's crazy to see, I mean, in two years when you talk about changing um, curriculum and you talk about changing the way that professional development impacts kids, it's not that much time really. Mm -mm. I mean, we're, sometimes it's a three to five year plan, but it, things are way different now than they were three years ago for sure. Right. It's definitely so, helped. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank I really appreciate so it. And, uh, Let's catch up next time. We'll have some kiddos in here with us. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you. Bye. Claremont Northeastern District Download.